Hello, and welcome to The Lucy Lou Show, the fueling station for your mind, business, and life. And now, here's your host, Lucy Lou. Hello, hello, beautiful souls. Thank you for tuning in to another episode on the show, and I'm your host, Lucy Lou. Sometimes we lose sight of ourselves and what we are meant to be doing. It's up to us to discover or rediscover the person we're meant to be. Take a deep breath. You are not alone. All of us go through times of change in our lives, times of transition, of crisis, of awakening, of discovery. Are you ready to become the best version of yourself? Whether you're searching for personal or professional help, I invite you to show up passionately and powerfully in the world. I would be very honored to be your guide along your journey if you decide to work with me or I love seeing other women thrive, period. And that's why I bring in so many guests that can also help you see the next best version of yourself. Whoever you decide to work with, I hope you embrace your true self and ignite your passion, cultivate your creativity, and have a joyful, fulfilled life. Today on the show, I invited Jennifer Blair. She is a coach and consultant, sought-after speaker, and four-time author. So without further ado, enjoy our conversation. Welcome to the show, Jennifer. Thank you so much. I'm thrilled to be here today. We had such a fun chat earlier. <laughs> I love how we vibe. I think we but, could have just been talking and not even done the recording. I know. But you know what? Let's go back and inspire our listeners. Let's start from the low points in your life. When was that? Oh, wow. What a great question. So I think my low point in life was when I got divorced. Going back 20 years ago, actually next month, I got divorced. I had moved to Louisville, Kentucky in 1990, could use a little bit about my age here, in 1990, to get married, to have a family, to kind of start this new life, and was married for, it ended up being about 12 years, but my marriage blew up, and I worked really diligently for a couple of years to try to make that marriage work, keep my family together. Uh, my children were three and five when the marriage, you know, kind of went through this phase. So when they were five and seven, that's when I made the decision to divorce. And it was such, it wasn't just the loss of the marriage, which was heartbreaking. To me, it was the loss of that dream, the family, the family unit. And that for me was really pretty devastating. Um, especially living in Louisville, Kentucky, I'd moved here and didn't have family. My entire family was still back in Texas. So I was kind of going it alone with two small kids and it was really, really scary. Wow, you're amazing. And oh, wow, you're brave. So there must have been so much negative energy. I can I cannot even imagine. And think about all the worrying, right? Even as a single woman, we worry so much and all the negativity that might be going through in your life at the time. So what good did you make out of that experience? Well, I think you're right. I think there's you've got a lot of pressure as that single mother, you pressure from, first of all, you're the caretaker of your children. So you're trying to do your best to be strong, to give them comfort, to give them support, to give them the tools they need. You're trying to heal yourself. Then you have those societal cultural changes that happen. 
you know, losing, I lost friends and groups of people that I did things with. In my case, I was also the president of the Junior League of Louisville when I went through all this. And it was a very public community, you know, leading position. And so there was that, there was a lot of that negativity. And I think what sort of pulled me through it was I did get a lot of support during that time from therapy and some other modalities. And I started to rebuild my sense of self in that process. That was actually why I decided to get out of the divorce was, uh, or to get out of the marriage was because I needed to come back to me. I think I lost sight of who I was in that marriage, which I think many women do. The way in which I started to take that negativity was I, I had this just unrelenting hope and inspiration that life could be better, that I could be better, and went into this just path of self-improvement. I must have read a hundred books, therapy, you know, taking care of the emotional, mental, spiritual side of myself to really grow. And that's what eventually led me to coaching is because I wanted to do for others what I had done for myself and started my business a few years after that. Those, you know, that negativity, I just had to learn to get some really good tools around that negativity and refute that and go a different way, find a different way to, to be, to be who I was and how I showed up in the world. So where were some of the best tools that you used to deal with the difficult people or difficult situations or circumstances in your life? Well, I, so tools, I love that you use the word tools because I'm a big believer in having a big toolbox for yourself because some days you might, one tool might work better than a different day. So some of the difficult people, some of the tools I used, I used things like journaling, prayer, meditation, talking it out with another person. Those were things that were kind of those supportive tools, but I also learn to get a different perspective on the negativity. So I actually started to say, okay, what is the difficulty or what is this difficult person here to teach me? I started to look at those kind of our enemies or so to speak as our teachers and what is there for me to learn in this situation or from this person. So I started to think about what is that person? Are they serving as a mirror, for instance, of something I don't like about myself? For example, if I'm irritated by someone who's lazy or selfish or rude, is there an area in my life where I'm lazy, selfish, or rude, as an example? Perhaps they're just a reminder to be diligent or selfless or courteous. So I started to look at that as really a process in which I saw people, and I still do this today, if someone's bothering me, if there's that negativity, what is that irritation or what is that there to teach me? So I kind of go through a process of questions in my mind, like, what is the situation? What is uneasy about this for me? Then what is their part? What is my part? Are they showing me something about a change in behavior? What is my lesson or my learning in this moment? And then I think the really important question to ask that I think the biggest question to ask in that is, who do I want to be in this situation? And I think if more people had sort of the self-awareness and the self-reflection of who they are in difficult circumstances, they could then be very decisive about, I'm going to be kind or I'm going to be considerate or compassionate or respectful. That's who I'm going to be in this situation. And then what do I need to do in the situation is next? Do I need to build a bridge? 
Do I need to be curious? Do I need to confront? Do I need to set a boundary? Do I need to walk away? So I think the biggest point I can make in dealing with difficult people is to remind people that they have power in those situations. They get to choose in those situations and they get to really decide who they're going to be in a difficult situation in terms of how they respond and who they decide they're going to be in that moment. Mm, Thank you for your wisdom. And I know you speak about authenticity a lot, right? So after you moved, how soon did you find your authentic self again? Oh, wow. You know, I did not really even know that, know that terminology or even thought about terminology. I hate to say, probably when I was married, it was all about the life I thought I was supposed to be living. The, you know, I had the two children married to the attorney with the house. And, you know, you did these things socially, you did gave back to society, you kind of, I was kind of doing all the right things kind of from that external viewpoint of what I thought marriage and family was supposed to look like. And I think what happened along the way is I forgot who I was in the midst of that. So it took me until I really came across coaching. Um, I got into therapy. I was kind of processing through all this and realizing, you know, where I had gone wrong and some things in terms of not being able to use my voice, for instance, or to speak up for things that were important or to set boundaries or to ask for what I really needed. Those are all tools that I think are part of authenticity or things that we use. But really when I found the coaching modality and I started to get my training as a coach and I got coached, I did a values exercise and learned, wow, this is who I really am. You know, I'm about creativity. I'm about beauty. I'm about passion and started to align my life with my values. That's when I started to discover that that being your authentic self is not only more, um, peaceful within there's that serenity within yourself when you're aligned but it's also a gift to the world you know i think by my process and what i've gone through i've been able to show other women hey you get to be exactly who you are in the world and show up and have this phenomenal life even in the circumstances in which you've chosen to be in how do you really show up and be yourself in all moments no matter the circumstances, whether you stay in a marriage or leave a marriage or change jobs or not. It really, to me, that authenticity is about full on knowing who you are and giving yourself permission to live that. So for me, I really discovered what authenticity was, honestly, in my 40s, and I will be 58 next month. So it took me until my early 40s to start to explore that and embrace it and play with that and take it out into the world and, and really see the alignment that was there. Many people believe that coaches have all the answers, right? <laughs> I think that's such a common myth to debunk. We don't, but we have the training and tools to ask the right questions to lead you to your inner wisdom because your well of inner wisdom is already there. Absolutely. Um, My training that I got in 2003 was with the Coaches Training Institute, and they used to say that everyone is creative, resourceful, and whole, and they have the answers within themselves. And I like to joke with other coaches and people that (laughs) are familiar with the coaching industry. It's like, we are probably probably the only 
profession that we're paid to know nothing. You know, it's like really and truly like really some of the best coaches, we know nothing about our clients' lives if you're really in the pure state of coaching. But what you're right, what we do have to offer that I think is just beautiful in the world is we offer curiosity and we, we know to ask the right question at the right time. And to me, I think that my, my best coaching has come from my intuition and really really stepping deep into that, developing my intuition. And as you said, that inner wisdom, knowing the right question to ask at the right time or to hold someone in their, their highest moment where they can't do it for themselves. You're right. We, we don't have the answers, but we certainly have a process in which we can help you find your answers. So what other resources were helpful for you to climb out of the rut? One resource I used for any people who do 12-step, I got into Al-Anon, which was, I'm the child of an alcoholic and all the things that go with that. That was a huge resource for me to get out of that rut at the time was going to meetings, learning about some of the the traits of a, a, a child of an alcoholic and starting to see that I could do things differently and better, getting out of some of the maybe codependent habits I had that was a huge resource in having that type of support group in that setting. So it was that it was other resources were some of the books that I read were just hugely influential. And they're just, I'm a, and I'm just, maybe it's why I wanted to be an author at some point because I've read so many inspirational books that showed me a different way of who I could be in the world and give me that positivity. Another resource that I really, really suggest for anybody is to, if you are in some type of rut or in some type of negativity or down, down about it, there are two things I recommend. One is get into gratitude. Sit down and make a list of everything that you are grateful for. In fact, I have a worksheet called Excavating Your Gratitude. If anybody wants it, please email me. I'm happy to send it to you. And you just make a list and I encourage people to come up with 50 things they're grateful for. So gratitude. And then the last thing I'll say is stepping into your passions. If you can find something joyful about every single day, something to be joyful about. And I think the pathway there is sometimes pursuing our passion. Do one thing for yourself every day that you love. Um, For me, I've really learned to embrace things like salsa dancing and flower arranging and um, some of the other activities that I do that their pathway, they're a portal in to help you really recreate a different internal energy for yourself so that you are living in the energy of expansion and growth and excitement and loving your life as opposed to seeing the things that are negative. Those are all things that are, are incredibly helpful. I think they have been for me and for others. So, and also too, because I went through something that was so traumatic, I, you know, I had a great therapist and I also, when I found coaching, had a great life coach. I actually did therapy and coaching at the same time. You know, therapy was about helping me to understand what had happened, but boy, coaching got me to look forward to create a vision of what my life could look like and then to take the steps to go toward that vision. Mm. And you mentioned writing your book. So your first book is called The True You Reimagined. Yes, actually, it's my second book. I actually wrote a book about eight years ago called The True You, um, Tools to Excavate, Explore, and Evolve. And then 
I just republished it called The Tree Reimagined, Discover Your Authentic Self. Okay, I got it backwards, but what would you say was your main core message from the book? The core message here is about, it gives you permission in discovering and living your authentic self. And I give you six ways, six kind of portals in, you know, uncover your authenticity, cultivate balance and being, pursue passion and play, enhance your work, enrich your relationships and break free. And these are my six steps that really help you discover and live your authenticity out in the world. So, and I said, and I used, I chose the word reimagined because I think this is a time now in particular in the world where it's an opportunity to reimagine what things could be. We're going through a difficult time in this and the, the events in the world. And it's a time to step back, look and see what's there and reimagine something different and better for yourself. Mm, I love it. I love it. And recently, you also co-authored in the best-selling book, Women Who Boss Up. Yes, we just had an exciting um, release last week. It is now on Amazon. It was released as a number one bestseller. And the ebook is available on Amazon called Women Who Boss Up. And it is a collaboration with 15 women from around the world in different walks of life. We have people who are some coaches. We have people who are business people, entrepreneurs, um, different types of businesses. And we all came together to tell our stories and how we had to overcome something and boss up to create this, this success in our life that we have. And... I think that these stories of each woman are going to be inspiring to anybody who is, has had to do that in their lives, who has maybe daughters in their lives, that they want them to see these examples. And it's really through a beautiful storytelling that we share those stories and give inspiration to others. Mm. What's your favorite quote, Jennifer? So I have a quote by uh, the French novelist who lived in the late 1800s, not early 1900s, um, Anatole France, and it's and he says, if the path be beautiful, let us not ask where it leads. And I love that quote because I think it's a great reminder for people to enjoy the journey, to understand that there is a path that we all can, we are all on a path, we're all on a journey, and make sure that you you see that path and journey as beautiful as it is and embrace the journey along the way. I think so often people are always trying to get to the destination and they miss out on everything leading to that. And this is a beautiful quote that reminds you to slow down, to see the beauty in everything that comes your way and to keep going. So that is one of my favorite quotes. I love it. Absolutely love it. And everything along the way is our teacher. And let's have fun. Absolutely. Absolutely. And see it as beautiful. You know, you, all you have to do is change your perspective on something. And there's a lot of richness in that. So yes, very much so. Thank you for your wisdom, Jennifer. Where can we find you at? Thank you, Lucy. I am at Excaviv, www.excaviv.com. E-X-C-A-V-I-V-E.com. And, um, or you can email me at jennifer at excaviv.com. I can also be found on Facebook, Excaviv um, Coaching and Consulting, and on Instagram, Excaviv. So just that word, you can plug me in everywhere, and I can be found in all those uh, social media outlets as well. Thank you again. Thank you so much. I enjoyed being here. 
To all the beautiful souls listening, thank you for joining me on this episode of The Lucy Liu Show. When I'm not podcasting, I am coaching high-achieving women in life transitions, getting unstuck, kissing overwhelmed goodbye, and living a more joyful and fulfilled life through strategic goal setting and mindset transformation. It would mean the world to me if you subscribe, rate, or share this with a friend. And don't forget to join me for the next episode. Remember, there is always a way and more blessings are coming your way. For free resources and show notes, head over to lucylucoaching.com. 